Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And today on the show, we have some very special guests. We have two of our long-time podcast listeners. We have Joy and Manuel joining us. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for Good having team, us. Thanks. And I know that when we did our podcast survey a couple of months ago, one of the main things people wanted was, can you have some more case studies? Can you have people on? Which is why we've got Joy and Manuel joining us, who have actually flown down to Christchurch from Upper Heart in the Wellington region. In today's show and the, the next couple of episodes, we're going to be talking about Joy and Manuel's story, how they got into property investment. So why don't you guys take it away with, how did you become interested in property investment? Yeah, cool. So if I can look at the end result, our our goal, what we want to achieve, Joy and I are both avid travellers. We care about the wildlife, the community, etc. And so ultimately what we want to do is be able to fund a lifestyle where we can go around the world, volunteer in third world countries, volunteer in orphanages, help build homes or schools. Um, But then at the same time, enjoy some of the things that the world has to offer. Both Both of us are becoming divers, dive master and dive instructor. So we'll offset that by diving in some glorious places. So we sort of figured out we needed a plan so that we're not waiting to retirement to be able to do that. So basically, about four years ago, we signed up and went to a free Robert Kiyosaki seminar. Was he there? <laughs> yes, yeah. So that was the first disappointment. Robert was was not there. <laughs> he must be about 140 now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it was a little bit like a Alan DeGeneres show where they got you amped up and they got you pumped. And then all of a sudden they said, now get yourself to Auckland, pay $2,500 and we'll teach you the real secrets. So we were quite deflated by that. We wrote down as much information as we could, but joined it up saying, hey, look, we can Google learn all of this stuff. We don't need to pay $2,500 to get up there. So Very, um, very smart. Andrew Nichol, on the other hand, signed up for that course just to see what was involved. <laughs> and, and it was quite a tedious weekend. <laughs> so after that, we sorted out a trip down to Hedma Springs, a bit of a couple's retreat, have a massage, climb a mountain, kind of figure out a plan to move forward. And out of that, we decided that we were 41 at the time, but by the time we were 50, that we would have 10 properties. And I can't remember if that included our home, our personal home or not, but it was still, well, that's a, a big goal, let's see what we can do there. So, did you, like, where did the number 10 come from? Because was that, was that probably from these seminars? Because it was, that seems to be, from my attending a thousand seminars, that seems to be kind of the magic number that they throw out there. Was that, or did you just like the number? I actually can't remember how we got to that. Yep, so I, I, I didn't even think that was achievable given that we wanted to do it within nine years, 10 houses in nine years. So, yeah, I'm not sure where the number came from actually. Yeah, so we kind of made some notes, came home, put up a like a dream board, a vision board, things like that. And then fast forward today, 44, we've got five properties. Interesting. When I read that you guys uh, did this in Hanma, that was exactly where I decided to buy my first rental property. I went to Hanma Springs with Alice Stewart, was my girlfriend at the time, and we started looking around there. Glad I didn't invest there, but I remember I had like this you know, insider tip that Hamner was going to be the next thing, and I didn't have any data around <laughs> it. It was just something that someone told me. Luckily, uh, now I've got Ed to run all my data for me and tell me that I'm making a foolish decision if I want to invest in Hamner Springs. But getting that time to relax there and plan, it was just one of those places that 
it was a good, good aspirational spot to start thinking about these plans. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. It takes you away from everything, everyday life and all your tasks you've got to do and you can just sit down and focus. And Walk us through how you got to five because some people who are just starting out now are going to be thinking exactly like you were, Manuel, being like, oh, 10, 10, how are we going to get there? So have you got from, from one or zero to five in a relatively quick time? Yeah, so we obviously consulted the Wide World Web. I had a look at Google, and one of the biggest realizations for me, and once this penny dropped, I realized there was going to be no stopping us, it was understanding equity, right? So my folks, my mum and dad, when they wanted like a, a big holiday or wanted to renovate, do something on the larger scale, they went to the bank, and they used their equity to top up or remortgage their place, and that allowed them to do that. So I thought that in order to unlock the cash for a deposit, you needed to remortgage or top it up. So you're basically starting again so that you could create that, that deposit. So far out, once I realised that the bank just used this. They're oh, your business partner, great business yeah, partner. Yeah, but you know, I still call it make-believe money because it doesn't <laughs> exist. You know, They just create it on a spreadsheet and all of a sudden, here you go, you're, you're working. Joy calls it unicorn poo, you know. <laughs> Equity is just the collateral in your existing home used for, for lending. And, so. the, and the great part about that is so many people have equity that they're sitting on their house and it's lazy equity because it's doing nothing for them. Actually realising that if you unlock that and turn it into an investment, that's awesome. If you you know if you're going to invest in your own house, if it is renovations or better yet, an investment property. But you know, so 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 many people I see do top ups for new car or new boat or something like that. But actually unlocking that debt equity and turning it into something that can generate an income—that's the real secret, right? Mm. And how did it start? How did you do your first one? And what did you go into? Oh, so the first ones, what we did is we went, I had a, a connection through work, just a, a business connection, worked for a bank, went through him and we figured out that we could get pre-approval for X dollars, whatever it was at, the, at that time. So we started to look around. Our first property was in Upper Hutt, where we are, two bedroom, cross lease, central location, easy walk to town. And one of our things when buying a property is, would we live in it? So we thought, yep, we could. Potentially down the track, we could actually retire in it once we got rid of all the classic cars and don't need a garage and things like that. The following year, we did go back to the bank. We had a bit more equity. So that first place we bought already had just over 100k equity in a year. So that was like, what the heck? It's, I bet you hadn't saved 100,000 in that year. <laughs> no, no, not at all. And that's when we are like, Oh my gosh, this this really works. So, and that's just because the the Wellington market had appreciated. Like you guys got in four years ago at the right time. It'd be going gangbusters that Wellington market at that time. Yeah, it, it was, and and to have that kind of gain in well, just less than twelve months, I think it was, was phenomenal. So that was a, that was a really good buy. And then we started to look around further because we obviously had more equity. It was like, okay, let's look for the second IP. So what was the next one after that, Manuel? Yeah, so at the same time, house prices in Upper Hutt and Wellington were going up and we weren't comfortable trying to extend ourselves to buy in that area. So we started researching, we tried to find where some places were up and up. Masterton and Levin fitted that category. The, the infrastructure, you had Transmission Gully coming down to Levin, opening up that side of the coast. So our second purchase was a three-bed brick and aluminium place in Levin. It, it ticked all our boxes. And so we figured that equity in one house takes a little bit of time. 
two houses will be quicker, three houses will be quicker, still, you know, compounding equity, right? However, we have now discovered that there was this thing called serviceability. And the bank does all kinds of strenuous testing to make sure that we can service the debt in a non-perfect scenario, vacancies, increased interest rates. Uh, we could still invest, it just was a matter of meeting serviceability requirements. And then we did go to an Opus Partners seminar in Wellington. That was a pretty good light bulb moment for retirement. That one was only $2,000, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) No, it was free. With a free goodie bag. No, we should have made it $2,000. And that was really great. I think when you've had Dean on here before from Foxpan. Yeah, who's an amazing financial planner. I think he was... He was was like episode 50, I think, if you guys want to listen back to that. Yeah, yeah. that was brilliant. And he, I remember one of his slides was about retirement. And of course, we hadn't actually done the numbers on retirement, we had just thought, okay, we're going to get into property, we'll get there, hadn't actually written down the totals of what we might need. So when Dean put that up, it was like a light bulb moment, oh, we actually need to start looking at that a bit closer. And then it was kind of from there that we went on, we, we decided to work with Opus Partners and kind of signed up. And But then you invested in Levin, was, is that right? Oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so so by this stage we, we felt we'd learned quite a lot and well on our way to being good investors. We were reading heaps of books, you know, the Robert Kiyosaki books, books like The Million Next Door, Barefoot Investor, Secrets of Property Millionaires. But a lot of those were not focused on New Zealand, you know, they were from uh, overseas. And so we felt some additional expert Kiwi-focused advice was a good thing. So we booked a discovery session with Stevie from Wellington. And a lot of what was discussed, I felt we both had a good grasp of. So we knew we were on the right track. But I can't remember exactly how long. I think it might have been over the Christmas period. But there was a slight delay between the discovery session and actually meeting with Andrew. And in that time, we'd brought our third investment property in Levin, again going where the potential growth was occurring at the time. I had friends in the army at Linton who lived in Levin, so I knew that that was accessible to Palmy. And like I said, Transmission Gully was full steam ahead, locking that, that coast to the capital. Yeah, so that, and that purchase would have been in February. And unfortunately, that meant that when we did get to see Andrew, we had to go into that meeting feeling quite sheepish and say, whoops, I'm that's, sorry. That, that's okay, we just, we just made it work anyway. I think probably probably some of the, the learnings that we probably we discovered working together was stuff around that fine-tuning. So I remember actually even Manuel and I were talking the other day about chattel valuations, right? And so there's so much there's so much to know about property investment. And you go online and you, you follow these courses, and particularly when they are from overseas, the tax law might be different. And whilst, you know, property investment, there's no real secret source other than doing it and trying to get your 99 things checked off so that you, it can go as well as possible so that you can get from one property to 10 properties. And and us, us having just chats about the stuff that you knew and then identifying any small gaps, that's probably going to put you in a better position to be able to invest sooner, right? Yeah, absolutely. So here we were, we made this purchase in February and I felt because of it, we were well short of our next purchase. So we went back to the bank and they confirmed that, yep, the maximum they could probably give us overall was $215,000. And you were short on serviceability or equity in that case? It was equity uh, at this stage, right? So into Opus, our situation was a little complex with some of the cash contribution, clawback, break fees, etc. But Andrew's split banking strategy, we not only managed to release one complete mortgage, our alternate bank that we went to approved the purchase of 750 k we didn't end up running with that purchase. We've gone with another one down here in Christchurch. Also, by using Andrew's strategy, we've taken an entire year 
off our owner-occupied mortgage. So we've gone from four to three years being mortgage-free just by using the strategy. And what was that, Andrew? What, what did you do there? So we, we, we worked some magic. So basically the biggest thing was that everything was tied up together and with cross-security it was really restricting what they could do. And and of course banks banks can be challenging at times and then other times they can be really generous with what they'll lend out. And it just so happened that their structure meant that they couldn't unlock any equity and their bank wasn't going to lend anymore. But if we split bank, it freed up so much more usable equity. And I think within a very, very short period period of time we'll be looking at another one as well purely because now we've put together a strategy around the banking not just the purchasing. Yeah that's right and so that new build in Christchurch that's due for completion in November of this year and already we've got an indication from the bank that we'll have more usable equity at that stage so touch wood fingers crossed we may be able to go for a third property this year if we can get Andrew to help us definitely will we make those numbers work (laughs) so yeah five five properties in three years or just under three years at, at the moment which is which is amazing. You guys should be proud of yourself. You've done an amazing job, and and you know we've been at the tail end of that, but um, we're gonna we look forward to uh, getting to the ten. Fantastic. And hey, just before we we do wrap it up, just want to say thank you as well to Manuel and Joy for being such big fans of the podcast because the extra texts and the, I remember we had a phone call. We were up to episode fifty, and Manuel calls me up and says, "Now you need to stop smacking your lips, and you and when you say this word, it sounds like this word, and it's not good. And get this guest on, and don't get." him again he wasn't very good and there was there was quite a bit of that and I'm still here though <laughs> but it's that kind of support and those kinds of messages that we really do appreciate and, and keeps us going up to the point where I think we're recording this now, it's episode 312 or something along those lines. We really do appreciate that. But please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It really does help us get the message out to more people. And hey, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, why not check out our No Money Worries email course. This is where we have collated our top nine lessons about property investment. And we've even set you a bit of homework so you can just think about how you've invested in the past and how that might need to change in the future. I'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes or just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash no money worries. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.